Welcome, everybody. Welcome back. It's been a little while, but we are back. We are better than ever. It's the Large Guys podcast. It's the best show not on television. I'm your host, Joseph Kirai. We got a little Bite Bites UFC 275, not to be confused with UFC 257 like I did before we uh, got on, on air here. Uh, but it's UFC 275 predictions. That pay-per-view is happening this coming Saturday. I believe it's June 11th is when the, the pay-per-view is going to be. Um, he, I think it's 12, bro. Well, well, no, I guess 11th here. Yeah. 11th here, 12th in uh, Singapore. Yeah. But, yeah, so we, uh, we have a, a really fun international flavor, flavor-filled card here. We got two championships. We got a big straw women's straw weight bout. We got a big flyweight bout. Um, we're here to just, you know, give our thoughts and our predictions for the show. Of course, as customary these days for these different UFC pay-per-views, we've got our two special guests from A-Town. H-Town, sorry, not A-Town. I was thinking of Austin Theory for some reason. A-Town down. Shout out to Austin Theory. <laughs> but... <laughs> My two boys from Houston, Texas. We're going to start off um, for me in the top left with uh, Ludacris's Filipino cousin, Gary Marquez. What's up, Gary? How you doing? What's up? It's good to be back. I miss doing this with you guys, man. It really, like, and I actually, like, not saying that I didn't prepare for the last two, but I actually watched previous fights and films before, uh, before this uh recording so i'm excited i'm looking forward to this so yeah you're nice, nice, nice. and Houston's of course favorite muay thai practitioner there you, usual, go. So. There you go we, we got muay thai boy here and yes, we also have course, bro we, we have our grappling guru wait no 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 no, no. grappling professor because okay. i don't know if we announced it no. or if he's if kyle's told you yeah it hadn't happened last time we talked yeah that's right so this man has his black belt round of applause please hey thank you thanks undeserved but you know you gotta just keep grinding keep working hard so (laughs) the the professor is here so what's up kyle how you doing professor is here (laughs) don't call me the professor how does it feel to have your black belt uh I mean, I guess it was kind of like, yeah, it just feels undeserved in a way. I mean, I, I think that's what everyone's told me when they've gotten it. It's just like, oh, um, you know, you don't really notice your belt until someone, your professor brings it up and you're like, oh, yeah, I've been doing this for X amount of time. And, you know, so it, it's pretty surreal. Um, I'm just it was kind of cool because I got promoted in front of Dean Lister. And if you don't know who Dean Lister is, he's a legendary. Um, he was in the UFC MMA fighter. But also, he, more than that, he's a legendary grappler in his own right. And a very, very important person in the history of sport jiu-jitsu. So it, it was pretty cool to be promoted in front of him. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I'm going to stop you right there. I got a question for both of you. Uh, so that's not the only Dean in the UFC. So I got to know out of the three Deans, Dean Lister, Dean Thomas, and Herb Dean, who's the greatest Dean? 
Well, Dean Lister is a heavyweight. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, are, are, what are we talking about here? Are we talking about like as a fight? I know her. Who's the greatest Dean? There's who is, who's the greatest Dean? Question. So we said. For shoot. me, it's a no-brainer. It's Herb Dean. The other two got to go. Yeah, I was, I was like, nah, <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I, mean, I have, I almost have to say it's a uh, freaking Dean Lister. <laughs> Dude, he's Jocko Willink's coach. If you don't know Jocko yeah. Willink, then you know you... the great and powerful. Which which dean are you choosing, Jeremy? I, I I'm going with her dean. Although I am a fan of Dean Thomas, yeah. I just yeah. like his personality and his analysis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm going for the man her dean. There you go. There you have it. Hey, uh, that's the end of our episode, y'all. Hope y'all uh, enjoy. <laughs> enjoy this this uh discourse about the deans um but yeah again big congratulations to kyle for earning his black belt and also since we're talking about things that have you know happened in the past that are just you know big things to celebrate i mean we do have to celebrate the one true king of the lightweight division charles Oliveira. Uh, he did it man charles Oliveira is on a crusade to just mm-hmm. knock out or tap out all the corny white boys that the UFC has to offer. And he's <laughs> successfully, he successfully completed the trio, the treble. Don't, don't, don't you get worried, though, that he gets dropped every time? I mean, he comes back and it's impressive, but mm-hmm. it's like, how long can you really keep putting yourself in the fire like that, you know? Yeah, like, until you get caught, right? Yeah, like really bad. Somebody's got to come along and actually hurt the man. I mean, like yeah. they, they almost have to come out to knock him out on the feet before he hits right. the Like they got to knock him dead. Like yeah, they got to they got to do the Michael Chandler. Yeah, pretty much. But like, man, it's so interesting about that. because they'll they'll uh, they'll knock him down and he can just lay on his back. Like he doesn't have to chase or cover up. He lays on his back, covers up and they don't want to engage so it's it gives them an opportunity to collect themselves and then go back mm-hmm. um right into the firefight man it's he's impressive and you yeah. know if it, I, w- I was actually voting for him so you know like not gonna, let's put that on the record right I, w- I will i will put this on the record that i'm not gonna front this fight I don't like admitting this, especially in front of JQ. Made me a Charles Oliveira fan. I can't, I can't deny him anymore. I really can't. I'm just like, damn. Just that performance. I was just like, all right. I can't, I can't deny him, man. He's the best. Like he's the best. He is the champ without even having the belt right now. That's that's true. Oh, I forgot. He doesn't have the belt. Yeah, he oh doesn't God. have the belt. <laughs> we don't need he's bigger than the belt. Wow, he's bigger than the belt. I, yeah, I think I could agree to that. He's bigger than the belt. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. And like just, just the confidence and the belief in himself. I like the fact. Shout out, shout out to whoever the UFC hired as the Portuguese um translator that guy does a hell of a job yeah he does yeah he does a really good job but he was like charles he like charles basically said charles Oliveira is still the champ and i'm like undisputed that's undisputed Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, the champ. The champ has a name, and it's Charles Oliveira. Man. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it is. That's that's how it is. That's how it's gonna be. That's all I can say. Yeah, that's true. I don't like who he called out though, but Connor. <laughs> you know, like, why give? I mean, I get he wants the money fight, but yeah. I'm like, bro, like, let this man get paid. I get know, it. You know, he should have really called out Khabib, in my opinion. I think he yeah. should have too. I think, but I think maybe he's gonna wait for that. Um, if he if he does get through Islam, you gotta call out Habib. Like, and Habib will be there. I'm pretty sure. So it's right. like and that fight is in Abu Dhabi, right? Well, I don't know if it's been confirmed. I hear no, it's. No, no. If, I, if I'm Charles, I'll be like, nope. No, I, yeah, if I'm Charles, I'm fighting only in Brazil. Yeah, like you, you he's a quote unquote champion. He's a champion, so he gets right. he should be able to make the rules on. Yeah, he he yeah. he's got the name for sure over islam so uh we shall see how that goes but i mean that's looking into pretty far into the future but right now we got to look into uh what's happening this coming saturday right now and so um there's not a ton that we're gonna have to say about the early prelims and the prelims but uh i know you guys wanted to take some time so just give us some shout outs for some of the people to or some of the fighters that our our listeners should be looking out for in the early prelims or the prelims? I would say Kyung Ho Kang from uh, Korea. He's been in the UFC for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, straight up looks like uh, one of those, um, like a BTS boy, but whatever, you know. Uh, yeah. I, I think Sang Woo Choi is probably, looks more like a BTS boy. Than, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll say... I'll say anyone from Asia, we're rooting for you because uh, we we need this. Yeah. Ever since Korean Zombie, you know, like shouts Korean Zombie, but ever since he he lost, you know, we kind of need a more Asian. Yeah. I, I I might bring him up later, but um, Sangwoo Choi, uh, I think he's the main. What do they call the main event for the prelim? It's like the featured featured bout. The featured bout. He's facing. Um, Sengu Choi is a Korean guy. He's coming off a loss against Alex Caceres. He was winning that fight with Alex Caceres, and then he got caught with that rear naked choke. Um, he's fighting uh, Joshua Koulibaly. I'm looking at his uh, bio right now. He's from Sydney, Australia, but he's Filipino. His mom's from Barakai, and his dad is from Bamanga. Uh, Bamanga. So hopefully... I mean, we got to support our national people, but I don't know. He's, his record is right now, he won his last fight. He got a draw draw with Charles Jourdain, and then he lost a loss from Jalen Turner. So, Wait, Do you all know what his nickname is? What? His nickname's Kuya. <laughs> I, wonder if, Kuya. I wonder if they pronounce, though. like, jo- uh, Bruce Buffer pronounces it Kuya Josh. Or does he say Joshua Kuya? It's got to be Kuya Josh. Maybe. Yeah. Because if not, that's just weird. Like anybody. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. Out of context. It's, yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. And hey. then, uh, Kyle, you were bringing up that Brendan Allen and the Jacob Malkoon fight, right? Yeah. Brendan Allen's a, it, he's like either – the only guy from the U.S. or one of the only people? No, I think, I think he's one of the two. Yeah, he yeah. is. He's a U.S. guy. Um, yeah, you know, 
he actually was on the up. Like, if you look at his career, like, he's only been, like, you know, stopped a couple times. Um, right. And he's right there in that that echelon of contention. But, yeah, but yeah, this is, like, I, I think he's um, the guy that they're hoping breaks through. Um, yeah. he's, he's in the middleweight young. division. Yeah, he's young. And, you know, middleweight kind of needs more contenders. So, yeah, I think uh, I think this is his fight to mm-hmm. – well, shoot, he, he has to fight, like, what, is it, 6 in the morning or 7 in the morning. Yeah, um, hopefully he <laughs> – Yeah, he was, a, he was a middleweight champ in LFA, and then he kind of broke – he broke through in the contender series. Nice, okay. And then, What's uh, crazy is the other guy um, – Let's think. Uh, Jacob only has like seven fights, bro. Damn. Yeah, he, he's either really good or they're feeding Brendan Allen. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's kind of like when Max Holloway was only like 4 0 when he went mm-hmm. to UFC and yeah. they gave Dustin Poirier. <laughs> so it's like, you know, so you never know with the, the level of these guys. So, you know, someone could have a low record, but. Maybe the UFC sees something in them that is like um, a lot of potential. So there's a reason that's the featured fight. Featured battle. Yeah. They're showcasing the future stars. I'm looking at uh, Brendan Allen's record. He's got a submission win against Kevin Holland. Oh. Yeah. He's got a submission uh, win over Carl Roberson, ankle lock. And then he got a unanimous decision over Kyle Dacus. So those are some pretty notable. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that ankle lock is really good if you, if you haven't seen it. You rarely see that in the UFC, let alone like MMA guys mm-hmm. just tapping to the ankle lock. Because people, you know, even jiu-jitsu, people like eat that. Like they'll let their, they'll let their foot break, you know. Yeah. Um, but he must have, from when I remember seeing it, because I had to see it. I just wanted to see like – um what makes you know the, an athlete really tap to that meant yeah he had it on like he was breaking the foot so he's you know either that or the other guy Carl Roberson was just like never got experience to that kind of uh pressure on the ankle so um but if someone's really good they'll they'll break the, the actual foot with the bones um the little bones so um Brendan Allen he does have a pretty good ground game. I mean, most of his most of his wins are like subs, I think. Um, he, he's got yeah, his he last a, win was a rear naked choke. Yeah, he has like ten subs to his uh, records. Yeah. So, um, yeah, UFC's hoping for big things from him, unless they're unless they're tricking him and this Jacob Macoon guy is actually like a killer. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. He's a Sanford guy. Sanford MMA guy. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, so let's uh, move on to our main card. We got the first bout of the main card is a welterweight bout. Uh, I need some some help with this Jack fella's name. What's his last name? Jack uh, Dea Madalena. Jack Dea Madalena versus... Ramazan Emiv. Emiv. There you go. Um, the classic uh, Australia versus Russia. Ah, uh, the history of those two countries. Yeah. 
it goes, <laughs> it goes way back it goes back so far <laughs> um how, how are you guys feeling i i personally don't know anything about these two um gentlemen from their respective countries so uh, i'm gonna let you guys take the lead on this one because i got no idea uh, i know that um uh, dea madalena he's from australia right and he he's a product of the contender series oh that's okay yeah huh Wow, yeah. defeating him a, a veteran right now. Yeah, so he's an he's eleven and two. Um, nine of his wins are with knockout, are via knockout. So he's his stand up is pretty good. From what like I've been listening to a lot of like podcasts and analysis because it's like man, I don't really know much about this guy, but a lot of people are saying that if he can keep this a stand up fight, like he'll get the dub. He is. I don't know if he's a favorite. I think he is the favorite, right, Twin? Um, uh, you said Ma- Marayana? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Minus 150. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, by a ton. Yeah, and they got him against uh, Ramazan, who's M1 global middleweight champion. So M1 okay, is kind of like the, uh, yeah, the Russian would, UFC. UFC, much. I would say, yeah. Um, and yeah, former champ, and uh, yeah, he's got a um, win over David Zawada and Snyder, yeah, d- decent record, decent record. He and he has, yeah, he's a veteran, a, a lot of submission wins, and mm-hmm. I want to say, yeah, they're they're really testing this this guy, right? Um, against just a seasoned veteran who's pro- who probably did some hey how much i want to bet he did sambo back i'm not but i wouldn't be surprised <laughs> some kind of wrestling or like yeah yeah i looked up his wikipedia international master of sports and combat okay sambo. there he goes <laughs> See? yeah like yeah anyone that's if it's oh, yeah. ussr they were born in the ussr yeah, Dagestan, are... yeah he's a dagestani guy <laughs> Yeah, chances are they probably did some some. So it's not it's his MMA record plus the lifetime of experience. Of experience. So mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, this guy's probably gonna go after him on the feet. Yeah. This is a style makes fights kind of fight. So yeah. Ramazan is probably gonna want to take him down. He wants to dominate in that top position. Either go for the submission or go for straight ground and brown. But yeah, I agree. I would, this is a Styles matchup. I like that. Yeah, it's a, it seems interesting. Mm-hmm. Like I said, classic uh, Australia versus Russia. So I mean, <laughs> you gotta love it. When um, Drago met Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so our next. Matchup is a flyweight bout. We got Bontorin versus Cop. Right, it's Cop. Yeah. Bontorin versus Cop, and uh, Cop is actually a minus two twenty favorite. Yeah. You want to start? You want to talk? Uh, you want to start off with this, Kyle? Because I know you're high on Manel Cop. This is interesting. Yeah, Manel Cop. Um, a rising guy initially before he came to the UFC mm-hmm. won the championship and then vacated it to go to the UFC. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
he's a he's a stand up guy, good power, um, power explosive. Yeah, now, with these uh four champions and or other organizations, the UFC does them like no favor. They they kind of just throw they them. They automatically in the, test them. Yeah, they test them, and like most champions from other organizations, um, at least the majority of them, um, they they kind of struggle a little bit when they get in UFC. I for whatever reason, I guess maybe it's just the level of competition. He lost yeah. his first two. And I remember watching his debut thinking, oh man, this guy is gonna he's gonna he's gonna do it. But yeah, he had trouble and then Yeah, his first two fights were Alexander Pantoja and Mateus Nicolau. Those are like pretty high up their flyweights. Yeah. And then he got um Zaglas and Ode, which he finished them both. Yeah. But I remember when he was fighting Ode, um, that was like his last, like he was gonna get he was probably gonna get cut. Get cut. He that. Um yeah. he was losing that fight. He was getting uh out grappled, I, I think. And then he just yeah. comes with the flying knee and then just yeah. changes his whole yeah. demeanor. And yeah, right now I think the UFC realize you know flyweight is like in need it needs, of, it needs people yeah especially people with power or some kind of specialty that like makes mm-hmm. them unique and i think manual cop has that um mm-hmm. especially being a former champion um really only lost to like good guys in yeah. ranked uh, yeah ranked guys so you know i think uh this one should be they're hoping this is like the coming out party my guess because uh he's on foreign I, I would say manel cop is one of those guys where it's like he might be losing the fight and then he just wins because he this guy is just extremely powerful like the power on this guy is like you you like you need to be watching because like he's he'll throw some stuff out of nowhere and the guy will just flatline yeah, yeah he, phys- and physically he looks good. Yeah, yeah. He, he looks pretty big. Interesting. Yeah, and then they got Von yeah. Foren, who uh, he's, he's a grappler. Um, yeah. Again, only only has lost to good guys, but man, it's been a while since he he won. He's like, oh yeah, he's off of like one. like his last four. Were three losses in a no contest so he won so like he had a no contest with Matt Schnell that he won and then I think uh he tested positive for something mm. so but like if you look at the, the names that he spot I mean Ray Borg Kaikara France Matt Schnell Brandon Royball yeah those are top guys these are top guys in the flyweight division. I mean, Kaikara France is fighting for a title. Yeah. How, how, um, real quick, how do you guys uh, see him versus Figgy? Oh, wait, no, it's not Figgy. It's uh, who, who's he fighting? Sorry. Moreno. Moreno, yeah, yeah. Because Figgy's hurt, right? Yeah. Uh, but he's hurt, him? and he's also butt hurt that they're throwing an interim title. <laughs> what else are they supposed to do? Yeah, it's like we're not gonna wait for you, man. You're gonna say yeah. you're gonna take the rest of the year off. You don't, you don't move the needle like that. You're a, you don't move the needle like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I'm I just happy they're giving Kaikara France a chance because I've been so 
yeah like hyped on this guy for a long time me now. Too. yeah me too i'm not i'm not you know i'm i'm still on the fence that's fair still on the fence but it's, it's only because i his his striking is is great but yeah. man he gets because he is small i think he gets bullied physically yeah by guys who don't want to like if these guys are smart they they don't want to they either making a really ugly fight like brandon royval and him had a banger of a fight oh yeah um fight. or it was fight of the it, night yeah or you do it like uh yeah you you just get physical with them um yeah. Maybe he changes this with Brandon Moreno, but I don't know. I think Brandon Moreno is coming with the momentum that, you know, he still believes he's champion and um, he's, you know, training really hard. I think oh, then again, Brandon Moreno moved camps, I think. Mm. So this is a, this is a rematch. They yeah. fought before. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Like a long time ago, back when like Brandon Moreno was like first made it on to the ultimate fighter. Like, I, like, yeah, right after. But it was in 2019. Okay. Um, all right, we are going to move on to... Oh, wait, are we going to give a prediction for... Uh, um, I don't think we've been giving... Oh, yeah, Manuel Cop. Manuel Cop, dude. I'm, I'm going to do a Manuel Cop. I'll do knockout, like, round three with an overhand. I, yeah, I think Bontorin uh, is going to get desperate on the trying to trying to impose his will through right. appling exchanges but i think meadow cop is physically he is strong so i, I think mm-hmm. he's going to be able to keep it on the feet um yeah so Menno cop should should be the favorite okay i'm gonna go with cop tko second round okay i have no idea what I'm talking about. i'll say i'll say second round too finish all right you're you're okay. Bet. All right. I, I like to be conservative, but all right. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. All right. Now we're moving on to this is the people's main event. I people's believe. main event. So women's straw weight bout. This is big time rematch. This is, I mean, what was the best fight. fight of 2019, right? Was it 2019? This was in Before my opinion. Pandemic. Yeah, so 2019. Yeah. This was the greatest women's MMA fight in history. Nothing has topped this. Yeah. And I think you guys can, will, are, can agree with I, me with I that agree. statement. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure that uh, Juliana Pena and Amanda Nunes rematch will be the greatest of all time. But uh, but skill-wise? skill Skill-wise, like, dude. This, yeah. And honestly, like, this is what – I mean, the follow-up when Whaley fought uh, Rose, I thought it was going to be just as much of a banger. And it, it was a really good one, but – but the Yoana fight against Whaley was insane. Yeah. Like, I rewatched that fight uh, yesterday on my off day, and I bursted out laughing whenever, like, in the fourth round or fourth or fifth round, um, Whaley hits, like, a straight just cross right into that hematoma, and freaking Daniel Cormier goes like, oh, my gosh, Joe, he just hit the bubble. I was like, what? <laughs> And I was, like they showed it in slow motion, and it's like, dude, it looks exactly if you would hit an aqua bag. I'm like, bro, it's crazy, man. 
Yeah, dude. The fact that Ioana walked out of that octagon yeah. on her own two feet. Yeah. I mean, Whaley also got it. Just... Whaley also didn't look great coming out of it, but Ioana. So I, I think we should start this discussion with do you guys actually think that Whaley won that fight? I'm interesting to hear mm. your thoughts because a lot of people were like, they see it like a lot of people are seeing it both ways. Because the way I saw the fight was, I think Whaley edged out a close split, which was the official decision. And I agree with the official decision, but I can see if people say no, it was Joanna's split as well, just mainly on the volume that she was putting out. But I do believe that um, Wei Li had the more significant strikes yeah. that did the most damage. And it, I mean, you can tell from that hematoma, but just like you could tell after like Wei Li sat on her punches and would throw a, like a quick cross, like Joanna would just like kind of like teeter back a little bit, use her footwork and just like, oh, that hurt. And then she would stagger back and like go back into her rhythm again. Yeah. I mean, damage should count for something, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with the significant strike um, thing, too. And, I mean, if you really want to get technical, I'm pretty sure Wei Li had more control of the octagon because of that, too, because she always had Yoana kind of, like, stunned and more towards the cage. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I think watching the fight, though, like, if I was going to judge it, and I, I know, like, a lot of people are probably going to disagree with me, I only gave Yoana, like, maybe, like, one round. And it was like round three. Because that was the round where she was dictating the rhythm for the most part. And she was getting there first and zipping out before um, you, uh, Wei Li could counter strike against whatever Joanna was throwing. I know that some people are going to disagree with me. It's like, no, it's three rounds to two. But I really think that Joanna only, like, really only won round three out of five. Yeah, I'd have to watch it again. It's been so long, but Kyle, what do you think? Man, yeah, I'm gonna have to watch that again because that's that's some kind of interesting point. Like significant strikes versus volume. Like mm-hmm. you could throw a lot of strikes, but if none of them do anything, or yeah. you know, to your opponent, and they're still coming forward and just yeah. landing something flush on you. That causes more damage. I, I, I would say that's more effective mm-hmm. because you're causing damage. Um, yeah, I think that's a good point. And you know, Joanna is known for a high volume striking output. Um, but Wei Li is a physical woman. Like she, she likes coming forward, and she. Mm-hmm. Um, she likes imposing her will. I think that's why the Rose fights, um, especially the, the first one, she played distance, which cost her. And then the second one, she tried to change that up, which she did a lot better. And uh-huh. Rose, you know, barely won that fight by split decision. Yep, split. Man, I, I would say because, dude, Yolanda hasn't fought since their last fight. I, know. I mean, I'm glad I'm glad she took that time off 
it's good that she lived her life. Whenever that fight happened, like the first fight was March, 2020. I'm like, just take the rest of the year off, please. Don't fight in 2020. And then she didn't come back in 2021. I'm like, what's going on? But she was like, oh, I'm just living my life, doing my thing. I'm still training, you know, still keeping fit, still training for like a fight. I'm just, you know, uh, but my thing was, is like, man, there's a big difference between training just to train and training when you know you got a fight coming up. Yeah. That's two different like mindsets for training. And based on record, like Wei Li, although after the Yonjechik fight, she only had like she took that year off too in 2020 mm-hmm. and then came back in 2021. But like she's been the more active fighter despite her having two losses. Yeah. So I mean, and ring rust is a thing. So not for CM Punk. Anyway. Um, all right. So in terms of a prediction score, how this next fight is going to go, where do you guys see it going? Because I'm going to just uh, drop my prediction here and I'm going to say Wei Li. Um, head kick, second round. Ooh. I think... I like, I like the way she is always like you know bouncing like yeah. her, her her style and it's uh that, it's that sanda style and so i don't know if you guys know this this camp she was not with um Cejudo's camp she went she oh, went to phuket no 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 she went to phuket in thailand so she oh. wasn't with tiger she was with bang tao um white thai which um kyle are you are you uh familiar with the hickman brothers yes so they opened up their own spot in um, Phuket. They're not employed. They basically parted ways with Tiger Muay Thai and they opened up their own MMA and Muay Thai spot called Bang Tao Muay Thai in Phuket. Huh. So, yeah. So she did most of her camp there. I think Yuri dropped in um, to the camp there. And a lot of people are saying other than like Tiger Muay Thai and AKA Thailand, like that's the spot to go to for MMA in uh, Thailand right now. Oh, okay. So she's been working on her Muay Thai, I guess. So we'll see. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be with a kick. I got Joanna, bro. I'm going underdog. I'm going underdog. It's worked out good, for you in the past. Yeah, she's I'm a good under, sprawler and brawler. I'm going underdog because, and as you know, on a all right, you know what, on a technical level, you know, it's just. I, I think the time off is good. Yeah, I do mm-hmm. believe ring rust, but you know she prays rosary, so like. It's true. I mean, <laughs> shoot, I don't know why. Joseph's going for the other girl, but whatever, man. Like. I believe uh, faith over, uh, you know. so I'm That's going for Yo- I, I think Yoana will get her split decision. I think it's going to be a fight that we all expect is going to be just chaos, you know? Yep. Oh, I'm so Yeah, that's going to be such a, like. And know. so yeah. this fight is not a main event. It's three rounds. So they're going to get rolling. Yeah, yeah they, don't, they don't have yeah. to. I snow. You don't have to they wait have to move fast. Yeah. 
but I think, man, this is a this is a tough fight for me because I'm a big Joanna fan. Ever since she like beat the crap out of Carla, I'm like, bro, I'm I'm a huge fan. She's got a really um, extensive. Hey, what do you got against Carla? Like her. I don't have anything against Carla. I just seeing you know she's JJ. Boring. That's what we have against her. She's boring. I mean, you want to litter her up like for the Bro, champion. Did you see like, that fight? That did was, you? No, I didn't. Like so, you need to watch it, bro. I think Carlos Warren, though. So I mean, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that <laughs> Joanna impressed me more, man. I prefer striking over grappling. Sorry, man. That's what Sorry. Kyle's here for. That is true, yeah. Joanna has a pretty very extensive uh amateur Muay Thai career. She represented Poland at uh, the IFMA champions like okay. literally like five years in a row and she won gold every single time from 2009 all the way to 2013 so she's pretty high she's actually fought um what's her name uh Shevchenko Valentina Valentina Shevchenko a couple times in IFMA but oh, um wow. okay yeah 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 they, they were fighting like, each other yeah. in the amateurs yeah I would actually lost, lost every time Probably. Yeah, she did. But I mean, <laughs> and, and when fought in, as a pro, like, yeah, but it just shows how good Valentina is, which yeah. we'll get to. Oh yeah, we'll get there. Next. Yeah. We'll get got, to next. I will. I will say that the thing with Joanna that scares me is she's very, very aggressive to the point where it's like she kind of gets like this bloodlust. Like I'm gonna just go for it. Yeah. Whatever the plan is, we're gonna throw it out the window. Let's just like go for it kind of thing and I really think I just hope that she's training at ATT now I just hope that ATT was like look we got to stick to the plan we got to stick and move we got to avoid the power shots we gotta like she's got the longer reach set up the jab faint and then she's an excellent counter striker but so is Jung Wei Lee so I feel like if she can maintain the distance first beat discipline Second, maintain the distance. Third, use feints to kind of just like get uh, Jung Wei Lee to flinch and then counter strike. So counter strike her counter strike. She should be able to win. But that's a big if because like once she like, once you get the blood pumping in her, it's like F the plan. Let's go. Like, let's just fight. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. So I'm a prediction here, though. All said and done. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm go. I think I'm gonna go. Yoana unanimous. Since Ooh, Kyle already got the split. Ooh, bro, we we going for underdogs, man. No, should... bears, man. Whatever happened to supporting our Asians, man? You said we don't yeah, have. Right. I guess that. Uh, we don't do it, man. It's just because she's. Hey, hey I was talking about messed up. Except communist china bro (laughs) (laughs) i was waiting i was waiting i'm like bro he's he's gonna say it (laughs) you got it out of me i'm saying anyway we're gonna move on from that one you could bleep that out if you want nah i don't care um (laughs) we're gonna move on to the co-main event there is probably not much to talk about I mean, here besides, are we, are we, are we going to talk about this? Yeah, I got, I got a, I got a little a hot take on this. Okay, so we oh, have here we go. We have, <laughs> Let's start it off. Let's oh, go. Okay, okay. So we we have the women's flyweight championship title bout. We got the champ Valentina Shevchenko versus the challenger 
Tyler Sanchez, uh, Santos. Damn, disrespectful. <laughs> God, we gonna forget her name like minutes after the fight. Let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> that is actually really disrespectful, though. Super but um, Valentino's a minus six thirty favorite. Jeez, that is pretty sizable. Bro, Kyle, I know you're gonna put money on Santos, bro. Plus four fifty. All right, like, look, look. There's, you watch both of their fights. So you know, everyone toots uh, Valentina on you know her striking class, right? Um, but you know, Talia actually has a very similar approach. That mm-hmm. she kind of she'll stand in front of her girl. She'll she'll walk she'll walk towards her opponent. Um. And what Valentina is really good at is maintaining distance with the uh with her kicks, mm-hmm. and and she has a nice one-two southpaw. Uh, yeah. Talia, same thing, or orthodox though she, but she uh, throws more looping shots, and Talia has power with her hands, and she yeah. throws a lot of leg kicks. Yeah, she is so. With her being Brazilian, you would think she has a jiu-jitsu base, but she actually started both Muay Thai them, first. Both of them are very strong on the ground. They're both very physical when they mm-hmm. with grappling exchanges. So I would say it's a whoever gets the top position is probably probably gonna mm-hmm. impose their will. Like right. I think this is gonna be all right, this is either gonna be a really boring fight, like mm-hmm. or this is gonna be just as good. As Whaley and Jaychin, yeah, I think, I think we're gonna see a go stand. Go we're gonna see a stand like a Muay Thai style fight mm-hmm. in this one. Th- this might be underrated, so yeah. we'll, we'll see. This a lot of people are saying that Santos presents the biggest challenge right now to Shevchenko, just yep. like skill wise. I will say, like, I'm not really impressed. Like, she's on a four-fight win streak, but, you know, Joanne Wood, Roxanne Mudaferi, who recently retired, shout out to her, Jillian Robertson and Molly McCann. So it's just like she's coming off those four wins, and that division is so desperate for talent. They're just throwing her, like, whoever. But it is interesting to see, like, she presents a lot of challenges especially with her being taller and I th- not that much taller but I think the length advantage and her base being more striking than jujitsu it'll be interesting the problem is man just like Valentina is so methodical in her approach and everything and like man even if it goes on the ground like once Val- Valentina gets someone in that crucifix position, it's just like, bro, you're not getting out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Freaking, I was watching Dan Hardy's podcast, and she was saying that if Valentina was in one, that crucifix position would be killer because you're allowed to throw grounded knees. Yeah, the so knees. The, oh, my God. The, yeah. The knees would be brutal. Oh yeah. So being like, imagine like crucifix with the knee with the elbows and then knees added to it i'm just like bro <laughs> mm. yeah so yeah, that's, yeah that's valentina what... once you clean out um uh, 
once you clean out your division and then beat uh, Nunez, just go to one, bro. It's fine. Yeah. It's cool. You got nothing else to prove? That's why, hey, that's why I won championships for the people, man. Grounded knee strikes. That's what, that's what we want to see. I'm sure, I'm sure Piotr Jan would love to, to be in a uh, – yeah. In one championship right now. Yeah. Her only chance is when Valentina throws that one, two, and it if it lands, if Valentina doesn't like exit or move her head. Yeah. Like tell you some tends to like just loop those punch loop her punches over over the hands, mm-hmm. which uh put down um her last uh jo- so Joanne Calderwood, no, um, Talia Santos. She oh Wood, yeah, Joanne yeah. Wood. She's Joanne not Calderwood Wood. anymore. She's Wood. Oh right, right. Wait, really? Yeah. Huh? Because her yeah. husband is her. His last name is Wood. Oh, okay. So she just got rid of the first. Yeah, she just got rid of the Calder. So That's now she's hilarious. just Joanne Wood. <laughs> that is hilarious. All right. Wow. That, uh, interesting. But yeah, like Joanne. Would was uh, was uh, winning that fight actually with with one twos like, mm-hmm. and, but she stayed right there right in front of um, mm-hmm. Santos and Santos ate a couple and eventually looped that right hand um, that just changed the whole fight. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying Shevchenko get caught by any of that, but. Mm-hmm. I do think I agree. I think this is the most challenging stylistic matchup for um, Shevchenko because this girl is almost like a mirrored, phys- like like they're very similar in height, I believe mm-hmm. range, and they're both very physical um, in grappling and in striking. So this actually, like I said, I think this might be a really good fight. Um, mm-hmm. That being said, I'm still going to go for Shevchenko based on level of experience and opponent. Because you look at Talia San- or Taila Santos's uh, record, yeah, it's a lot of wins, only one loss, but mm-hmm. not the level as yeah. a Shevchenko who the qu- was- the quality of opponents doesn't compare to Shevchenko's hundred percent record. And if Shevchenko beat Joanna Zaychek, who's also a very Muay Thai volume puncher mm-hmm. um, with power, then I think that should say a lot. Um, yeah, I, you know, she's fought Amanda Nunes two times. People say she won the second fight. So uh, she beat Holly Holm. So, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, just level of competition. Yeah, but man, am I gonna put money on the other girl just because I can? You know, yeah, as you should. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe I will. <laughs> so that Plus way I can come back on here and just say I told you so. <laughs> you <know? laughs> so my record, who I'm voting for, is Shevchenko. On the record. And who did you say, Jeremy? I'm gonna go Shevchenko. I I will say this, Santos. I think her only chance is within the first two rounds because Shevchenko can be she she usually takes the first round as a like a feel out process like with her being so methodical 
if you look at like most of her fights, the first round is her just baiting, fainting, and just like, how are you going to react to this so I can set up this? And then rounds two and three, she picks it up. She's so, so good. <laughs> yeah. She's just, she's crazy, man. Okay. But, so um, I, I will, I will say, I'll say, I'll say TKO round three. Okay. I'm going to go with, uh, Valentina round three with a, with a Kimura lock. Uh, I'll go round. I'll go unanimous decision. Oh, you think it goes all the way. Okay. Wow. It goes all the way. Yeah. Mm. If, if I, if I think Santos will give her the trouble, I think she will like leg mm-hmm. kicks and um, mm-hmm. power then I think Shevchenko will change her tactics and make it more of a distant kind of fight. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. All right. Um, and before we get to the main event, this is an unofficial sponsor of prize picks, but shout out to Draymond Green for ruining my parlay tonight. I hate you, dude. I hate you <laughs> so much. They win? Uh, they're down by 12. The Warriors are down by 12 with uh, four and a half to go. So Good. Um, one of our... One of my friends from NorCal, shout out to Jeremy San Miguel, texted me. He was like, yeah, I think Scott Foster should get banned from the NBA. And I was like, dude, we've been saying that for like eight years now. So <laughs> it's the, the one time Scott Foster's against Warriors fans, they finally realized what we had to go through. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we're going to move on to our main event. It's a lightweight championship title bout. We have the champ. Glover Teixeira versus the challenger Yuri Prochka. This is a this is a fun one for sure. This is gonna be a fun That's one. Fun one. Um, for me, I think. Ooh, I don't, actually don't. I don't know if this one goes a distance. But you want Kyle? You want to start off with this one? Yeah. How how, how are we feeling about this one? Because look, Yuri's a fan. I think they're both fan favorites, right? Yeah. Uh, Yuri has yet to be become a household name but i think this will be like they're, they're kind of pushing him like real quick he's all this is a third fight in the ufc yeah yes yeah you know and uh back to back great performances um mm-hmm. he's a rising guy like a manil cop mm-hmm. and he uh household yeah, light, name in light, japan yeah light heavyweight champion dude his record speaks for itself man 28 28- right. 25 finish or 25 knockouts, two submissions, only went the distance one time. Mm-hmm. Um, in rising, CB Dalloway, he beat uh, King Mo, yeah. And after King Mo beat him, uh, I think for yeah, knocked him out, yeah. and then he comes back, uh, mm. years later and gets his revenge on that. Mm. So he's Vadim he Nemkov. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him, but he's like a mm. top light heavyweight in uh, Bellator right now. Yeah, so he's uh, – and he has a personality. He's a very – you know that Bushido, that, that very corny Bushido kind of I'm a samurai, you know, like – Yeah, like, I mean, just his look at his hair. His whole yeah, it, it's charming in a way. You know, it's – but, you know, you could – in a weird way, he's, like, really about it. Like, he really yeah. – Yeah, like, the this, Book of Five Rings is, like, his Bible, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. So clearly this guy is living the gimmick. Yeah. Not not even I think he 
it's like no, he's he's about it bro oh so like, lives in solitude like yeah, he's yeah. about it he's 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 dedicated let's just say that and um so yeah the ufc is so much in him and if you look at his style hands down and he crowds you hands down that is such an insane way to fight mm-hmm. yeah his confidence level is just it's up there um especially yeah. to go against dominic uh, reyes and yeah with that crazy get, spinning elbow yeah and get that in his face like, he yeah. did he did get caught yeah he did get caught uh recovered you know survived the grappling exchanges also um but again, that's just like a, almost like a risk he takes putting his hands down. And I think the advantage, you know, putting his hands down like that is his punches come from odd angles that, yeah. you know, guys who, who are used to fighting a certain way just aren't, they can't replicate it in the training. Right. That being said, Glover Teixeira is a, the he's a dog, veteran. man. He's a dog. I think <laughs> I think Glover might get cracked like in this one. I think he might get hit. But the good thing about Glover is when he gets hurt, you watch all his fights where he gets dropped, he does the same thing. He dives for a leg and usually gets it. That is a very experienced uh, fighter right there. Like he doesn't uh, he doesn't panic if he gets hurt. He automatically goes for the leg and he is very good at grappling that, you know, he can, he can turn the tide just with the grappling exchange Mm -hmm. and he has power. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm like conflicted. It's like, do you, do you believe in the The wildness theory and the hype as much as he believes in himself or do you believe in a tested product that works over and over again? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I like to think that the UFC fan base is kind of split right now. Because whenever Glover won against Jan, that was crazy. I know. Was- I think, Kyle, you and I, you and I were watching that fight. That was crazy. Yeah. And that was crazy. But, like, a lot of people are really hyped on Yuri, too, just because of the wild, like, strikes, wild variety of stuff that he brings and his crazy eccentric personality and whatever. So it really is, like, I think despite Glover being 42 and Yuri being, how old is he? Like, young, right? He's not even in his athletic prime. He's 29. So he's approaching it, right? Like, Glover's first MMA fight was in 2002, which is like nuts to me. I'm just like, this is on some like Randy Couture level yeah. stuff right here. But I think me personally, the experience, like, I think the best way to describe, if I was going to describe, if it's like, hey, if you're going to describe, um, Glover in one word, like, or in like a phrase, what would you? describe him as uh, he's the crafty veteran to me like he has been in the game so long and very like kind of just like keeps his head low and gets like 
his wins here and there. Yeah, he's had some losses, but but like it's just losses to notable names. You know what I mean? Like other than John Jones, Phil Davis back in his prime, Anthony Johnson, uh, Alexander Gustafson, Corey Anderson, right? Um, I think just him being in those pressure situations where he gets dropped and he drops for the leg, he knows, like, he's proven that he can stay calm in those situations. Yuri, he hasn't even fought a fight in that's more than three rounds. Like, I'm literally looking in his record. Everything is round one, round one, round three, round two, round one. So when it gets to those championship rounds, it'll be interesting to see. It's like, okay, does he have the gas tank to keep this up? Or will Glover eventually rounds three, four, and five find ways to bring him, like drag him to the ground? And like, and Glover is an OG MMA wise. So he's going to come with, he's going to maintain that top position. He's going to come heavy with the ground and pound. If he's, and then when he sees the opportunity for a rear naked choke or some kind of classic like submission, like, head arm triangle rear naked choke like whatever like he's gonna go for it so if i'm being completely honest i think i probably gonna go glover submission round four rear naked choke if if i was gonna like that's my prediction because it's like i like yuri i like his wild style i like the wild strikes i think it's crazy during the Dominic Reyes fight that he freaking fought him like most of the time with his hands down. I'm like, that's nuts. But it's like, to me, all that wild stuff, all the incentric stuff doesn't matter if you can't get this freaking 42 year old tank off of you in the mount. Mm. Um, if if I'm gonna be uh, perfectly honest, I think I gotta say uh, Prochka, uh KO first round, just lights out. Yeah, if I'm sure it's possible, Prochka wants that spinning, too. Back <clears throat> like the the Judas, like he's gonna do the Judas effect. You're right. Yeah, I guess that is the Judas effect. <laughs> Shout out to Chris Jericho. Um, the goat. One of the goats. No, I, I agree with Jeremy. I think I don't think Glover is going to panic under that kind of pressure that Prohaska brings. If anything, man, I think Glover's going to grab him. As soon as that dude gets close, I think Glover's just going to grab him. And I think the difference in strength is going to be apparent. Yeah. I mean, I, I got Glover winning maybe second round submission. I think he's... I still think Yuri's ground game might be suspect. Like, I don't know if he has that much of a ground game um in terms of defense yeah with Dominic Reyes he was able to get up from bad positions 
but Dominic Reyes isn't known as um, like a dominant grappler. Mm-hmm. Um, but Glover is, and I think I think Glover will smother him. Mm-hmm. And, we'll, and my we'll... thing is, sorry, uh, my thing is is that all this eccentric, like crazy stuff, doesn't necessarily beat the basics and fundamentals. So if like your ground game, especially at this high level, if your ground game is like at an amateur level or not even pro level, you're going to get exposed pretty quickly. And to be honest, like, I don't think Yuri's been in the UFC long enough for that to be exposed. And he could possibly, there's a big chance he could be exposed on Saturday. Yeah, I think they might have pushed Yuri just a little too early, but it could pay off. If it pays off, he's a star. Mm-hmm. It changes the whole division. But if it doesn't, it was kind of like, oh, man. Like, they they should have probably given him one more fight. Right. Like a title but, eliminator. Yeah, title eliminator against, um, you know, whoever, whoever else is ranked. But, yeah, I, th- I got Glover winning this. Um, that and yeah just again level of if you look at the level of people glovers fought it's just it's just literally it speaks for itself yeah i mean he beat J- jared cannonier when jared cannonier was <laughs> was uh still like light huge. Anyway. Yeah. yeah huge Big um guy. anthony smith he beat anthony smith Again, beyond Tiago Santos. Uh, yeah, finished all of these guys. I don't even see this fight going to distance. No. Yeah, someone, someone's getting put away. So, man. All right. Well, there you have it. Those are our predictions for the UFC 275 card happening this Saturday. June 11th, 2022. You can catch it live on pay-per-view or you can do what the rest of us do and um, watch for free. Go to Kyle and Kim's house, help yeah, pay for the yeah. pay-per-view. Exactly. I, I wasn't advocating for, for stream or anything like that, Dana. So just chill out. Um, yeah, what, what you could do is, you know, split the pay-per-view with, uh, with your good friends um, in, on the north side of Houston, per se. I don't know. Um, yeah. Oh, Kyle, you want to announce the speaking of houses? Oh yeah, yeah. So, I'm uh, me and Kim are moving to our own place. So that's uh, another round of applause, homeowner. That's big thing, man. Big thing. Big thing. Big money big moves thing. for the for the new yeah. yeah, yeah. Step one into my acres of land one day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm learning a lot and learning what it means to be a homeowner. And, yeah, finally going to, I guess, in a way, like, learn how to mow a lawn. <laughs> That's going to be interesting. So, yeah. Good luck, I, Good luck in the summer of, in Houston. Yeah, yeah, it was hot today, and it's going to be 100 degrees this weekend. So Yeah, this weekend is going to be crazy. Like, the heat index is, like, 106. Yeah, I was like, holy crap, man. 
Wait a minute. I'm golfing on Saturday. No way. You better oh stay hydrated. Gosh. Dude, you're already going to be darker as it is, man. The heck? I'm going to have to golf in a tank, bro. Like, for real. Because we're, we're golfing at, like, 12.05. Bro, that's the worst. You couldn't oh, find a morning tea time? Gosh. Yeah. Uh, well, no, yeah. I it, I wasn't the one that booked it. So, whoever booked it. Just, uh, man, I mean, I was hoping for, like, a 9 a.m. I was like, okay, I could swing that. Yeah, good luck with getting a nine a.m. Oh my god, that's gonna suck. Well, at least I'm. I mean, I was gonna golf in shorts anyway, but mm-hmm. sounds horrible. Um, but yeah, no, congratulations, congratulations all around to to Kyle for for a lot of big things. Okay, can we do? I want to do this thing because I know that we only do this for um, we do the these fight bites for like pay per views. Okay. But I mean, I, I feel like we miss out on a lot of good fight nights. So there's two fight nights before the next pay-per-view, which is um, Cannoneer, Adesanya versus Cannoneer. I'm just going to quick fire okay. some of like the bouts and you just okay. say the name and then we'll just leave it as that and move to the next one. Okay. Yeah. So this is the fight night right after this is actually the one in Austin. This is the one right after um, this pay-per-view Calvin Cater versus Josh Emmett, JQ. Josh Emmett. Calvin Kyle. Calvin Cater. I'm going to go for Calvin Cater. Cowboy Cerrone versus Joe Lozon. JQ. Lozon. Kyle. Lozon. Oh, that. that I'm going to go for Cowboy. I'm going for Cowboy. It's going to be so good. Yeah. All right. Um, Okay, here we go. Uh, Tim Means versus Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland. Mm. That's conflicting. Tim Tim Means. I'm gonna go for Kevin Holland. Gotta go for the Texas guy. Yeah. Um, so that's like pretty that those are like that's the main event co-main, and I guess the people's main, you know, for that fight card. And then for the next one, that's all which is like the card? week. Yeah, that's one card. I'm tuning in yeah. for sure. Yeah. And then um Gosh. for uh this is the weekend of the 25th so okay. this is at the apex this is the one i tagged you in that you were talking smack about jq <laughs> armand sarukian armand sarukian versus mateus gamrot uh sarukian right he's, he's the one that's supposed to win i mean both of these guys are like pretty good so well, kyle I'm gonna go for sarukian and then uh, Chris Curtis versus Rodolfo Vieira. It's not even a question. It's, it's going to be Rodolfo. Yeah. Vieira. Vieira. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, he had to correct me with the Brazilian. <laughs> the uh, Portuguese. What is this? Okay. Yeah, we both have Vieira. Vieira. I'll go for Chris Curtis. I'll give Chris Curtis a chance. All right. And then can I can we do like a quick like MMA news things? Cause I wanna there's some things that I want to pick your brain. I'm interested to hear. So Bryce Mitchell, he's ranked number oh man, where are the USC rankings? Nine right now. Okay. I think he today um he wants to fight someone like at least like in the bottom five of the top five. And he want he thinks 
Korean zombie is the best opponent for who wins that fight, Mitchell or Korean zombie? Oh, that's a that's actually a good one to call out for him. No, he that that is actually pretty genius. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta go with the rising star. I'm sorry, Korean Korean zombie. Like, I mean, it's not that I don't have faith in him no more, but at this point, if he takes another L, I, it's not gonna hurt as the last two. So I'm going with Bryce Mitchell. And he yeah. a Doug Nasty, right? That's his name. Yeah. Doug Nasty. Oh, Doug Nasty, bro. Yeah, I think I think Bryce Mitchell physically can can take Korean Zombie, like can push the pace on him. Mm. You think he finishes him, or do you think it goes to decision? I think that's no, it. I I think he, I think he dominates him like on the ground. Yeah. Oh, do you? <laughs> Do you, do you think he out-twisters the twister? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think uh, Cream Zombie's going to get caught like that, but I think physically he might get dominated by Bryce. That's yeah, true. I'll, Positional, I, I, too, it's just, yeah. yeah. I, I'll back the Korean Zombie for this. I, 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 I watched the fight with Edson Barbosa, and I am a Bryce Mitch. I am a Thug Nasty fan, but I love the Korean Zombie way too much. Bro, listen to Bryce Mitchell's mixtape, and you tell me if you're still going to believe in him like that. Okay, and then um, this is going to be a fight night. This is not going to be a uh, pay-per-view. pay-per-view, so we can talk about this because we're probably not going to, like, we're mainly do these for pay-per-views. So they t- for August 13th, which is a, I believe is a fight night, they have Dominic Cruz versus Marlon Vera. Going with Cheeto, man. I love I love both of them, but Cheeto Vera is my guy. Kyle's like what a cruise. Yeah, you go for D Cruz. I'm a yeah. yeah, I was man, you oh man, no. Yeah. Cause I really dude, I'm like a Marlon Vera fan, but when he when this I'm gonna go with Dominic Cruz. I think Dominic Cruz has, but I think, I think he's gonna get beaten up in this fight too. So I'm not. It's not like Dominic Cruz is gonna. He's gonna win split decision. Whatever. I'm gonna. Go, I'm gonna go for. I'm gonna go for Cheeto. Yeah, let's go. I'm gonna go for Cheeto. Damn, that's a fun. Yeah, that's a fun fight too. That's a fun fight. That is a lot of fun. And then. Rumors, there's a rumor for 278 in August that I don't know if this is going to be the main event or a co-main or the people's main, but Dustin Poirier versus Gaethje 2 is a rumor, is a big rumor that's circulating for that 278 card. And so I don't want to call out predictions because I feel like this is going to be a, a like we might do a podcast on this, we might not. Yeah, yeah but chance. do you think for Poirier, that's like that's the move? Because a lot of people were saying, oh, he's gonna fight someone else. Like he's gonna fight Colby at welterweight. Yeah, do some crazy and do some like go up a weight class. Yeah, uh, does he do? This gets him to the title. Yeah, it does. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He beats Gaethje. He's next to lose Olivera, but he's next. 
Either that or Michael, Ch- him and Michael Chandler. I think Michael Chandler would be the move, in my opinion, just because Michael Chandler is on a win streak right now, and, mm-hmm. or win right now, and they've never fought. So, you know. Yeah. So either one of those two, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good fight. Um, but I kind of want to see him at welterweight. I don't know. But... Thick I don't dog, know how it's gonna uh, go for Dustin him. Poirier. Like, do you, do you really think he could beat Colby at welterweight? No, no, no. Yeah, I just so... want to see either that or Nate Diaz. I don't know, but we could fight George. Uh, you think he would fight him actually? Yeah, probably not. That's a stretch. No. George, George, George is uh, he's a. You got to do some like wild, crazy things to get George yeah. out of retirement, man. He's enjoying retirement. Way no, no, no. I meant, I meant George uh, Masvidal, not George St. Pierre. Oh, Jorge, Jorge. Sorry, that's what I meant by George. Yeah, yeah. No, not St. Pierre. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I was like George. No, so hey, you know, hey, I, I said some disrespectful things, but I never, I would never disrespect GSP like that. No, uh, Dang, uh, no, they're, they're on the same team. Uh, I don't think they. Oh, they are. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Like it doesn't make sense for either and, of them to do that. Yeah, Poirier had been back in. He was back in that all pretty hard during mm-hmm. the Colby, mm-hmm. the Colby feud. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, if it is a uh, Poirier Gaethje too, I'm about it. So. Yeah, man, we we need to see uh we need to see all these top contenders just fighting each other. Just like how in hopefully it, it gets going with boxing with what's his name with Tank winning and uh, Devin Haney winning like all the dudes in, in that class. Yeah, I get those two guys confused along the, um, the Stevenson. Oh, Shakur. <laughs> Shakur, yeah, they're they're all the same guy to me. I'm like, didn't he just fight? I don't know. <laughs> And they're all knocking dudes out, so it's like that's you know, true. Oh man! That's Since true. we're talking about boxing, yeah, we'll, we'll give end it, on boxing. We'll end on boxing. You, you gotta, you gotta give a GG to Naya, Naoya Inoue, man. Oh yeah. Oh. Hey man, we that, that hey, one hurt. Come hey, on. but it's like there, there was no other end. There was no other outcome. Yeah, and it's tough because it's like, dang, Nonito Donaire is like really proving like he's still about it though. Like he's winning titles. He's beating dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That are like, I wouldn't say twice, like twice, like his age, or but you know what I mean. But like, man, like these are guys that are like this generation of fighters or the previous generation of fighters, and he's still like. He's still beating him. He's still winning titles. So, like, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, damn. Yeah, man. Doesn't it help that Inoue looks like a punk, dude? <laughs> yeah, he does. I He looks like a he, he looks like a punk, dude. Yeah, but he's so nasty. That's a thing. Yeah, dude, he'll, he'll, he'll crazy. Kill the liver shot and whatever. But, bro, I'm like, dude, why are you going to lose this guy? <laughs> oh, man, it's tough, but. Yeah, but I think I think boxing's fun again. Um, yeah, yeah, it has characters now. It, yeah. it definitely has, It feels like they got mm-hmm. personalities. Yeah. Um, they just need that one. They just need that one guy, kind of like a triple G. That's just a blue collar guy that everyone can get behind, or yeah. at least the people who aren't into the flashiness of, you know, um, mm-hmm. 
of tank and and Stevenson, etc. They need like a blue car guy to get behind too. So, but right now I think yeah, to me the lighter weight classes are carrying boxing. Right no, now. they 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 got a blue collar guy in boxing. They got a what's his name, Jake Paul, I think is his name, rising star. Oh, yeah, crap. Uh, yeah, dude, blue collar guy. He's from Cleveland. Come on. Yeah, he. How long he's been boxing? Man, he doesn't have an amateur, right? He just like trained really hard. He's basically the Prohachka of uh, of boxing, as from from what I hear. You know. Dude, they, they say he might be the next um, what's the name? The next Francis Ngannou. <laughs> like, I was not expecting you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah just... The next Ngannou. That's that's wild. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I can't deal with y'all right now. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right, well, that's gonna wrap us up. That one. I oh, wait. Plugs. Up. Quick plugs. Quick plugs. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Quick plug. Quick plugs. Yeah. Kyle, you go first. Um. Shout out to all my teammates who who's been competing at various local local invitationals. They've been killing it. Um you know, getting some good top names. Uh, shout out to the jiu-jitsu community. Uh, ADCC is coming up this September. It's supposed to be the biggest grappling event possibly of its day and age right now. So um, this September, you, you might uh, hear more about it um, as it approaches, especially because we, you know, jiu-jitsu has uh a goat right now on his conquest. So, um, in Vegas yeah. this year, right? Yeah, in Vegas, and the production Ooh. is production is big, and they're pouring a lot of money into this, hoping that this is a turning point for the sport. Um, that and uh, if you want to watch something interesting, I would say Karate Combat. You got uh-huh. it. Karate combat is something to, if you want a different kind of uh, martial arts to watch, I'll say karate combat's a good one to watch. Mm-hmm. All right, you, Jeremy? Yeah, karate combat is something to watch. There's a lot of people that get their start in karate combat that have made their way to UFC and one. I think, uh, what's his name? Uh, Giga was on karate combat oh, really? and then he made yeah he started with karate combat and then he made his way to the ufc ufc yeah oh cool yeah um shout outs to my gym sammy's muay thai there's my family now uh that's my tribe man uh, i love everyone there good family atmosphere if you're looking for a place to train get right summer's here um sammy's muay thai look us up on instagram our Instagram finally, we have control of it again. It was hacked, and so we were getting, huh? You got deactivated or what? No, we got hacked by like I don't know, like they didn't have control over it a while, and they would just like randomly post like this Bitcoin or hey, I made this much mir- uh, like, yeah, Bitcoin, like yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, we finally got control of the Instagram again, so you can refollow us up. Don't report us anymore, please. But um, my coach, Sammy Mangonia, he is fighting for the uh, Texas Muay Thai 
promotion uh, July 9th. He's it's going to be for a 147 pound title. Um, the guy he's fighting is no joke. He was a glory fighter. Um, he's from Morocco, so he has a Dutch kickboxing background. So that'll be a good fight. Um, one of our other teammates, Ray Enzo, who's the Muay Thai coach from Revo Dojo, where my coach used to train, he's on that card. Um, so yeah, if you want to, if you want to support it, you know, support your local show, support your local Muay Thai kickboxing and MMA fighters, you know, that's how they get their start. And this is, this, this is how, uh, the shows get going. Um, support your local shows, support your local fighters. My coach, the last fight he fought at, he, uh, raised $13,000 in ticket sales. He's trying to get to 15,000 this year. It's not in Texas city. It's not in Booker T's arena. Shout out to Booker T, but I'm not driving to Texas city for his arena anymore. It's going to be at the humble civic center. So it's going to be closer. So yeah, man, July 9th, come see a good Muay Thai card. And, and then, Oh, shout outs to uh, my teammate, Brandon Taylor. He just made his amateur debut. That's the guy that I posted on my story. He made his um, amateur debut on the Fury FC card. This guy is going to be a problem in the flyweight division. He is a NCAA division one track athlete, ran track at Miami and at Houston. He's got a, he did Taekwondo and like sport karate for a long time. Dude, this guy does not get tired. He is so quick and explosive. I remember we sparred. He question mark kicked me in the head and perforated my freaking eardrum. Oh, let's go. So, yeah. So shout out to that guy. He made, he made his debut this past Sunday, earned a quick dub. So shout out to that man. He's going to have a good career. His career just started. So follow my boy, Brandon Taylor. Look him up. And plugs. That's it. I know. Sorry, JQ. Prolonging the thing. Oh, I'm going to have so much fun editing this tomorrow. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you guys again for joining us. It's always a good time to have Jeremy and Kyle on the show. Um, we have been on hiatus for the podcast for a little bit, you know, just taking taking time for ourselves, you know, having a little me time, you know, starting off the summer, right, and whatnot. We're going to get back into it. There's definitely going to be some other shows that we have going on for the rest of this month. Going into the summer, there's always something going on. So just stay tuned. Keep keep rocking with us. Thank you to anybody who um, is watching this right now and has watched in the past and will continue to watch in the future. The amount of times that people actually, like, you know, when we take a little time off, People are like, hey, what's going on with the podcast? Or like, hey, like I saw this, blah, blah, blah. Um, it actually does, um, it really does warm my heart. So I really appreciate anybody who has supported us and continues to support us. Really appreciate that. So thank you to anybody who's watching this right now. Keep rocking with us. And we will see you guys next time. Peace out. God bless.